Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Building Savages podcast. I got my man EP with me today. Yo. As you see, we got our second guest in. Look at that. Look at my that. boy Jordan. Jordan Simpson, <laughs> a.k.a. Hercules Simpson, is here. Yes, sir. The, flesh, the Golden Gloves <laughs> champion 2023. Yes, sir. Young That's Apollo fair. Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Young AC, he's here. <laughs> and, and we're excited to have Jordan here. Uh, Jordan, Jordan, you've been boxing for a little under two years now? Yes, sir. Yeah, a little under two years. This this episode was special to me. Um, me and Evan wanted to talk about fight performance and training for combat sports. Evan uh, trains in jiu-jitsu, and he works oh. with I know you work with a couple guys and help them with their strengths and conditioning and that nature. And okay. I'm actually more on the boxing side and I train myself in boxing, nothing competitive, but I go through the training myself and I work with a few of the boxes from my gym. And Jordan is, is one that I've literally seen walk in on day one and seeing where he's at today. I was like, it would be great to actually have a fighter's perspective on the show to talk about what his training looks like, to talk about his beginning stages, to talk about where he wants to go with fighting, and then really give you that inside perspective of what it looks like as a as a serious competitive uh, combat athlete. So welcome to the welcome to the show, man. Thank you, thank and, uh, you. Glad to be here. So like twenty for us or something. This is dope. Yeah. We 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 get we getting up there, but Terrence Terrence still forgot. Subscribe, like, do all that shit. Follow us, all the fucking all the fucking stuff. Put your notifications <laughs> on. If you if you a young Hercules, you do that shit too. Everybody do. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get my ass beat, but I'll find you. <laughs> yeah. So 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 we're we're excited to have you, Jordan. So um, just just to start off, man, just give us a brief introduction. Um, before you even got to boxing, like what. Where where was your start in fitness? Like, how did that look for you? Um, so my start in fitness started in wrestling, like around middle school. Yeah, like seventh grade, I did wrestling on and off, and then high school, I wrestled, played football, and then like did a little bit of track and lacrosse. I didn't know you played lacrosse. Yeah, I did it for one year. <laughs> what? But yeah, I, it only lasted one year. Getting yeah. hit with that stick kind of was a little too much. Well, that ball be flying. They do <laughs> yeah. That, that ball flies. Yeah. Oh. Bro, that's hilarious. Like, look where he's like, getting hit with the stick was too much, but people punch me in the face every day. Like, no problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Concussion day shit. I got, I, got, I got my hand on concussions. It's fine. <laughs> we all got our shit. It's just like, okay. <laughs> being hit with a weapon is, is completely different than being hit with hands. You can see something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, it's different. Now, now, Jordan, um, you're how old? Uh, 22. 22, which means yeah. you started boxing roughly like 20. Uh, I, I started 21. I was 21. Oh, 21. All right. Yeah. So um, where where did the transition come from? You know, I want to take up boxing. Did you know, it, was it something you just wanted to train or you was just like, I actually want to try to take this somewhere? Um. So actually, you know what? I was... I forgot. I did when I was little. I did do like martial arts and stuff. I did like taekwondo and like okay. MMA a little bit, but boxing wasn't anything that I was like really into. Like I was more into like cage fighting. Um, but after high school and stuff, I I needed to get back into like being active again. 
And I was watching a fight one day, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to try boxing. Like, I just needed something to keep that, like, competitive drive, you know, push to be better, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So before you found boxing, yeah. was you kind of into fitness or you just like fell off from everything? I had so yeah, after high school I kind of fell off mm. and like was just wasting time essentially. Like and I realized that so I got back into lifting, getting my fitness back, and I wanted to put it towards something. So and then that was uh when I found boxing. Nice, man. Yeah. yeah. So being being here today, um, you competed in the Golden Gloves, sir. And to give a little to give a little backstory too, for for Jordan to do the Golden Gloves in a year kind of says a lot to the work ethic that he has, because mm. our our boxing coaches in in our gym is very like strict with stuff like that. Yeah, you know, so like you really have to show to him that you're ready to go in the ring. Like a lot of gyms, they I feel like they throw people in the ring too fast. Um, they're not really building the correct foundation and like the showing of their gym with these athletes is like, this person has no business being out there. Yeah. But for someone like Jordan, like I literally watched Jordan, Jordan's a good student and you'll show Jordan something. And then like, after you show him that shit, he'll be in the corner practicing for like 20 minutes straight on like the same thing. He's like super observant. He's paying attention. He puts in the time. So being the 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 puts in the time, like let's let's talk a little bit about that for you, Jordan. Like, what is it? What does a day to day kind of look like for you, and and how does your training kind of look like? Um, so it starts pretty early. Like I'm up around five, five six o'clock. Go for like a morning run, either long distance, like three miles, or I do a sprint. Um, do like hill sprints, and then I'm in the gym, uh, like. Nine o'clock, nine thirty ish to ten, like ten to like eleven. Um, and then after that, I'm back in the gym in the afternoon, but like six o'clock. Yeah. So I'm in there probably like in each session. I'm probably in the gym for about what, like two hours, two hours, two and a half hours, hour and a half, depending on the day. Like, but yeah. So when when was the point? when you started boxing that you knew you kind of wanted to be competitive in it? Oh, I wanted to compete as soon as I went in. Like, I knew I wanted oh, to compete. Okay. Yeah, like, that was my goal walking into the gym. That was the first thing I asked Coach O. When I saw him, I was like, do y'all do fights? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, but you got to earn that. And I was like, once he said that, I was like, all right, bet. Whatever it takes to get in there, I'll do it. Like, so that was it. What was yeah. your what was your biggest challenge in the beginning? Uh trusting coaches timing, right? Mm. Like that was like cuz I you know like he's probably you've been there like where he said like everybody has their own plan set in their head. So I'm thinking already like, yeah, I can do this. Like go in there just hit hard and you'll be good. It wasn't that though. Like <laughs> yeah. I I realized like, yo, I, no, I didn't even realize like what it was like to actually get punched a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, so that was something I had to adjust to. And then my guard, I thought I had a good guard before I went in there. I wasn't nope. I was learning a lot <laughs> in those those like first few months. So it was like and I wanted to hop into sparring right away. Yeah. 
It was just you. Want, you just wanted to get in. You wanted to go in there and then just fight, prove yourself. But I had to just wait till he said I was ready. Type now. How long did it take for you to go in the spar? Um, like a like a month and a half. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. But like between that, I was just like text sparring a lot, just standing, hitting the bag a lot, working on those little things. And then like when I went in there, the first bar, and I was tired. Like after one <laughs> round, I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I used to do I used to I used to kickbox and like you can you can do all the pad work you want, but you actually getting into the fucking ring, walking the I mean like actually having to chase somebody around, punch, yeah. block, bro, takes the win out of you. Especially when you get punched and then your adrenaline's all up and shit like that. Yeah. Like, rates up. Like you have to you it's you know you know the story is like or the the saying is like you have a game plan until you get knocked in the fucking mouth. Mm -hmm. And then that game plan just ruins and now you're you're fucking like scrambling around yeah first couple months fucking sucks people don't know how long three minutes is so there's a thing down here in, in, in dallas uh it's tomorrow it's fight night so what they do this radio this like super famous radio like thing like it's called the ticket um the ticket hosts fight night and they let anybody fight like you can fight your fucking neighbor you can fight your like your like like, a, like an ex-coworker whoever the fuck you want to fight you'll fight them and you get like these people that don't know any boxing stuff and they start trading for it and like they look good when they start walking up and then they get hit in the mouth and then they start swinging like <laughs> yeah. three, it's, it's three rounds of one minute and they're dead dead three minutes in the ring of like competitive boxing bro there is nothing fucking like it Nothing yeah, like that shit. It, it's a lot, man. Like it's yeah. enough just walking around and swinging, getting hit yeah. on top of that loses your cardio that much more. Yeah. And now, and now you really put in perspective. Like, damn, like professionals do twelve rounds, three yeah. rounds of this yeah. shit. Yeah, that, that still is, runs through my head like every. every... Absolutely insane, yo. Yeah. Yeah. And Crazy. you know, um, and being Jordan is right now amateur, um, so. When you're first, you're, most people's introduction into boxing is watching professional boxing. No. So it's mm -hmm. a completely different speed watching professional boxing opposed to being an amateur circuit. And I'm sure that's probably something you had to learn too, um, yeah. Jordan. So what was one of those uh, reality checks when you're looking at it like, oh, I can't really mimic so much of the pros because the way amateur runs, mm. one is three rounds, three minutes. So you really can't – you have to pace yourself, but you also can't pace yourself the same way someone would with 12 rounds. Yeah. Like, what What was that adjustment period for you to be like, oh, shit, this is how I have to fight for amateur as opposed to just kind of, like, staring at the pros and trying to emulate them all day? Um, hmm, that was a good question. Uh, I would say, like, once I started working with Gabe – like in, in my sparring because he he's a high volume puncher and like I guess like seeing like how much he was throwing punches and him being like just leaving the amateurs he kind of like opened my eyes to like oh I gotta throw more punches like be more fluent with my combos and stuff like because I would like starting out I would just throw like one or two just hard shots and then try and just move around yeah. But and then Coach O also say you gotta throw more, jabbing more, just keep staying active, like and getting out of that uh that idea that everything has to be hard, just touching, moving. But yeah, like 
And then after my first fight, too, seeing how many punches was being thrown, how, like, that real, that real, real fight moment. It's like, yo, you got to go. You got to go. Like, you don't have enough time to just sit here and think and, like, be pretty, you know? Yeah. 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 So you got to go. You got three rounds to, to show your ass in that case. So after yeah. the first round is over, like, that's technically your feel around, and it might not even be the whole round of you being your feel around because – you only got three rounds, so it's if you lost the first round, you got two more yeah. rounds. To you got two more. Off. Like, yeah, <laughs> you can't you can't be sitting there trying to just make highlights. You, sometimes yeah. it's gotta get ugly, and you just let your hands fly. Like, can you tell us a little bit about uh, fight number one for you? Fight number one, yeah. Uh, that was uh, I went against a, a little more of experienced guy. I think he had like two fights. Um, he was southpaw. It was taller than me, and man, it was nighttime with the lights on too. It was like it felt like like a Friday night lights type junk, you know, like football field. Like, but um, my heart was racing. Like I was just like, oh snap, this kid looks good. I don't know. I trained. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I trained a lot. Like, is this? Did I do enough? But like, you never know till you step in there, right? So. All I did was, you know, just have my poker face on, just looking at him like, I ain't scared of you. <laughs> I had my Batman shirt on. My like, <laughs> boy Joy was ready. He came with the dark night. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's it called? Um, Yeah, once we got in there, I'm just looking at him. Like, once I was in there, I was like, all right, I could do this. Like, even though, like, with all the people, you just kind of just feel that, that pressure. And once it started... Got hit with like the first shot. Getting hit with those competition gloves versus sparring, <laughs> completely different. Like yeah. you feel you feel it a little more. And that was when the switch hit. And I was like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> Just start throwing punches. You got the people in the crowd making noises. I was tired though, like by like the end of the first round. After yeah. all that training I did, like still tired. I think it was more so like the mental aspect, you know that mental pressure, and then I got through it. You know, I just pushed through it, but, like, it was definitely, like, like eye-opening. And like you said, first thing that went through my head, like, after that fight was, like, yo, pros do 12 rounds of this. <laughs> like, I was, like, yo, this is going to be tough. Like, but, yeah, that was, like, really my mindset in there. Pulled that dub out, but, yeah. Nice, now, being yeah. that you got getting the first fight out, you probably learned a lot about, okay, now I know what I need to, at least I have an idea of what this looks like in competition mode and how I need to start finding myself on how to compete. Yeah, like I had to figure out how to pace myself, mm-hmm. not starting out like straight out the, the uh, gates going all out, you know. Yeah. I had to find my rhythm. Um. And not get overzealous when I get hit sometimes. Because, I mean, that's the sport, right? You're going to get caught sometimes. But you can't, like, let that be like, oh, now I got to start swinging. So it was just staying calm under pressure, finding my pace, and then and dictating the pace. Like, make sure they're on my time. Like, so it came, it came slowly but surely, you know. Like... That was that was really like the big thing I had to learn how to do in my fights. When do you feel like you started to discover your fighter identity? 
What you mean? Like kind of like um, cause every like once you once you get past the understanding the fundamentals and movement, after a while you kind of figure out what your style of fighting is. Someone mm. might be more like um a counter puncher. Someone might be more defensive. Someone might be more like in your face, aggressive. Mm. So when and that takes being in the ring a couple times to really That's... start figuring out okay, what is my style of fighting, mm. and how I like to approach it. So when do you think you found that out for yourself? And what would you kind of say is your style as well? So it's like a two-part question. Um, So I knew like off rip, I was more of a pressure fighter. Like I want to be on you, like enforcing pressure, making you like not have a lot of time to think. And I think that comes from like that wrestling aspect that I had, just being on top of your opponent the whole time. But I would I wouldn't say like I'm a full on pressure fighter because I like to wear him down a little bit. So it's more of like a strategic way that I like to approach it, like nice and slow, still ripping hard body shots, but always right there on you. Like, uh, how would you say? I guess like a, uh, like a boxer puncher type. Got it. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And when do you think you find found that out for yourself? Um. I would say about my, maybe my fourth fight. Okay, so that's pretty early on then. Yeah, like, because, like, it, it also, sometimes it just depends on, like, the opponent that's in front of me as well. You know, like, in my weight class, I have a lot of taller guys. So I usually have to just be on that pressure mode. But when there's somebody closer to my, my height, like, I can be more elusive and, like, more free. Because I don't have to worry about their range so much. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All, all the little stuff that, that the average person wouldn't even think about. Yeah. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Not even. Okay. So I, I want to I switch gears a little bit. Um, I want to talk about, like, the training aspect of it. Mm. So you and I have probably been working together for, like, a couple months now. Yeah. Uh, this last fight that you had was actually our first time with you competing under training with me and stuff like that. Yeah. So what, how did you view strength training in terms of um, like combat performance? Like what did you used to do for strength training? And you talked a little bit about like your, your cardio work, like you wake up, you, you run, you mix that in with sprinting. Jordan mm-hmm. used to be like a fucking marathon runner. We told him, it was like, dude, you're doing too much, bro. Yeah. Like, I'll do it like seven like, miles. Bro, it was just going crazy. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> what no, are you no, doing, no. man? Yeah. So we told Jordan, we was like, you gotta, you gotta cut it down more. I'm like, at the, at the amount of rounds that you're fighting, like you're good being conditioned at three miles. If anything, you want your three miles to be faster. He was mm-hmm. out there running seven, eight. I'm probably like, a slow ass pace. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, shorter, this faster, ain't, yeah. like, this ain't yeah. needed at, at what you're doing. Um, Bro, fuck that. No. <laughs> no but, but, and, and we were telling him too, like you need more sprint work because that's, Foxing, boxing is very <laughs> boxing is very interesting and i think honestly like all combat sports are interesting because combat sports you have to be damn near above average in every component of fitness that you can think of like yep. you need to be muscular strong you need to have muscular endurance but you also have to be fast <laughs> like powerful 
Mm-hmm. You also have to have mobility to a certain degree, depending on what your sport is. Um, so typically, like when you look at a lot of sports is, all right, maybe you don't need a lot of aerobic work here, but you need a lot of strength. Or yeah. maybe you don't need a lot of strength here. You need a lot of aerobic work. Let's say like the difference from a football player and like a marathon runner. Yeah. Football players don't really have the best aerobic capacity. Like the average football play is what, seven seconds, give or take, if you really look yeah. at it. There's yeah. only a few breakout plays that might last 15 seconds. And you're never really having a 30 second play unless it's like fourth quarter, last play. And everybody just flea <laughs> yeah, flickered like all over. <laughs> behind, yep. You know, so people, people who don't really understand training and look at football players like they're these aerobic capacity freaks. And it's just like, oh, they just sprint all day long. And then you take like a minute break in between mm. in between each play. So everything is just a burst. And then on the other side of that, you might have like a marathon runner who they're consistently moving, but not at a high effort. Now, something like fighting is unique because on top of you having um, your pace of what you are already as a fighter, it fighting moves in waves. So it's like attack, pace, slow, attack, attack pace slow so you have to be little you have to be trained for that yeah yeah what 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 was that switch after like obviously we we went over like the sprinting for you Mm and also like what what was strength training like then and how would you say it looks like for you now let's talk about strength training first um so i guess before i was working with you I was doing like a lot of like the basic just benching, squatting, deadlifts, pull-ups and dips. Like that was literally like all I did. And yeah, and like hand cleans, just like just those simple movements. And like I would do that after every other like training session. So every other day I would do that. Like so I guess you could say Monday I would do bench and like hand cleans and stuff. Then like Wednesday, I would do like my dip pull ups and dips and stuff. Next day, the next other day, like Friday, do squats. Like so, I would just keep cycling that. That was that was really like how my strength was my strength training was, and then yeah, then moving with you. All I like once I started working with you, like once a week, like we doing it. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, like. And that I feel like I felt a more like I felt a lot better in my training, like my strength, because it was you had me doing like what mobility training and stuff, explosive work, getting me like doing different things, not just laying down and bench. We've gone over that before, just laying down and just pushing the bench press is not really super effective. <laughs> not not at the stage and. Just uh, yeah. so. And and what Jordan was doing before, I wouldn't necessarily say it was bad because he set a good foundation for himself. Mm. But at the stage that, like, I would look at him like the dude is strong, like squats good numbers, um, has good press and strength, so he has the foundational build that he would need strength wise, to be in shape. So as a coach looking in at him. Being that I know that, I'm like, okay, we can start 
addressing more like energy systems at this point. Yeah. Like before you get to that point, because I don't want people to think like, oh, I need to train like this to be a fighter. But you also have to have a fitness base first. Mm-hmm. You know, so even exactly. with some of the guys that I work with in um in combat training, it's like just doing the basics with them to start is already going to to change so much in their strength and how it's going to translate into what they do because they didn't have it to begin with. Exactly. So now Mm -hmm. the conversation becomes different when someone already has it. And now it's like, how do you create systems that improves the foundation that they already have? Because before you start looking at training my explosive energy system compared to my muscular endurance and stuff is like, make sure that they move in correct patterns and make sure Mm -hmm. that they have actual work capacity built up in their body that they're doing things correctly so it can translate into the um the energy systems of training that we're going to be looking to do after a while yeah you know um, yeah a lot of times like you a lot of people don't have the strength to even get to that point exactly like to actually be as explosive they were because you can't you can't be explosive unless you have power or unless you have strength like it doesn't work either way so having the base of just like doing the basic shift squat bench deadlift like push pull all that stuff like you do that shit and you're fine but if you want to go to the next level you're going to need to get the little things and that's the little things of working on your mobility work capacity energy systems like terrence is saying like i think it's perfect and i love that this conversation came up because um like i was talking to one of the guys in the gym yesterday that kept asking me about like fitness stuff and like what should he do for boxing and blah 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 sometimes it's hard to give general information to people that you don't really know their fitness base if that makes sense yeah that makes sense like it's certain things like you can be telling me or like hey i'm doing this i'm doing that like it might not necessarily be bad but if i don't really know the execution of how it is then it might not even be a necessary thing for you at the moment so like i was breaking down to to someone he was like um well should i do band push-ups instead of regular push-ups band push-ups are going to be good to help you with that explosiveness and like horizontal pressing, which can also translate to like punching power, but mm-hmm. it's only going to work. if you have really good solid pushups to begin with. Like you might not even need a band pushup if you're not doing 10 quality full range of motion pushups. We're not even going to be talking about a band at this point. You're going to get stronger punches just from being able to do good pushups first. Mm-hmm. Same yeah. thing with like squatting, right? Like there's, squat is just a pattern the way we train the squat is what really starts to play in are we looking for more muscular endurance are we looking for more power are we looking for more just straight away strength the squat is a squat at the end of the day if i'm doing a jumping squat i can be using it for force output Mm. i can also use a squat and do three seconds lowering two second pause at the bottom and three seconds concentric to just build up foundational strength and time under tension to build muscle. I also can take a squat and hold it at the bottom position for one minute, just so I'm working on stability in the bottom position and work capacity in my joints and my tendons and my muscles to build a healthier foundation in my lower body. So it's not necessarily so much of what the actual move is. It's more so of what's our base and what are we actually using it for? Because the pattern is a pattern at the end of the day. It's how we utilize the pattern is what starts to separate what am I trying to specify in our training. 
and I know mm-hmm. Evan can kind of speak to a lot of this as well. Yeah, it's a it's it's almost the same concept of like trying to if Jordan was trying to if somebody came up to Jordan and was like, all right, what do I need to work on first? Well, motherfucker, do you know how to punch yet? It's like, yeah. all right, do you know yeah. how to keep hands up? Do you know how to slip? Like, I can't give you any advice unless I know exactly where you're at and where the where the liabilities are and what to work with. So before we even set the drills, we have to build a foundation. And before we actually start going into the random drills, we need to understand what drills you need to work on now to actually build into the next drill. So it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. Realistically, like, it's just a different standard of, like, actual stuff. But, yeah, I think I, I totally agree. It's, uh, it's, it's weird to give general advice to anybody when you don't know what the fuck they're doing. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing like jujitsu stuff. It's like, what do I, what exercises do I need to get better at jujitsu? Jujitsu. That's how you get better at jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do I get better at boxing? You box. How do I get better at squatting? You squat. Like, I, there's a thousand different ways to do a thousand different things. You have to find out what works for you and how you can do it. And you, how you can be consistent at it. And then find the level where you're at and then get better at that level. Progressively overload. So really it. Yeah, and like we don't have to make it more complicated than it really is. Yeah. Um, like save the coaches that understand that deeper level shit for that. But someone who's just starting, it's like first you need to if you want to become a boxer, learn the foundation of boxing. Learn yeah. how to learn how to step correctly first. Mm-hmm. Learn slipping and dodging. Learn what stance you're fighting in. Some people are fighting in the wrong stance when they first start. Learn how to properly throw every punch. Mm-hmm. Before looking at six peach combinations, you need to figure out how to throw each piece as an individual. Yeah. And all the six piece, seven piece, ten piece shit that you see on, like that's just not realistic, bro. Most yeah. punches are one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. Most are one, <clears throat> two. And it's just like you got to know your intention of like what you're trying to build first and set the foundation. And like, this is a conversation that we continue to have in this podcast in different ways, but it all boils down to like the same shit at the end of the day. Um, if I want to be a better boxer, I need to learn the foundational skills of boxing. When I start looking at strength work, I need to learn the foundational skills of strength work. And then once you're at a good foundational level there, then we start putting this thing together a little bit differently. So yeah. now I'm looking at Jordan. Oh, Jordan can knock out 30 pull-ups clean. He can knock out 10, 15 pull-ups clean. He's squatting 225, front squatting like 225. I'm looking at this base with Jordan. I'm like, dude's good. He's yeah. strong. So what I'm looking at as a coach now is where can we start taking him? And I watch these guys. Like I'm in the gym with them all the time. So I'm already looking at what these guys look like when they're fighting. Um, I'm looking at their weight classes. I'm looking at things that they might look like they struggle with. And in my brain as a coach, I look at like, okay, well, Jordan is really powerful in his legs. Most of the people in Jordan's weight class aren't going to be stronger than him. So I'm like, we're really going to work on having his legs really sturdy because he's going to be pressuring a majority of the people he fights because they're going to be taller at the end of the day and they're not going to be able to move him around. Mm-hmm. If he's really, really strong and stable under, he can just sit low all day long and just keep bullying these guys around. So I'm going to do things in his training that allows that and brings a lot of explosion to his legs, keeping his legs strong, healthy, and powerful. Mm-hmm. I know he's already running and he's sprinting and stuff, so he's taking care of his conditioning. So my job as a coach is seeing these things and like I'm going to I'm going to strengthen the areas that I know is going to fit his fighting style. Mm-hmm. 
and that's going to make him a more explosive fighter because that makes sense for him. Some other guys that I work with, I don't even do a majority of the stuff that I do with Jordan because they already don't have a base. So it's like literally breathing, bracing, core work, getting them to do foundational strength work. And I might do a little safe conditioning things that don't require a lot of technique to help get that, you know, um, conditioning effect behind them. You know, like with some of the stuff I do for Jordan's conditioning is like, he has the, the, the strength and he has the, the patterns and the technique to pull off a little more, let's say, um, more technique driven things. Mm -hmm. So with someone I might be teaching to snatch with, I can get Jordan to do like snatches and circuits, or I can get Jordan to do like snatches in combination with other movements because his body is, his body can handle that. Yeah. Whereas someone else just getting them to learn to snatch is going to get all the benefit in the world for them because they already don't have the foundation of knowing what a a snatch is going to do yet. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Or how to adapt if like it fucks up, like after your, your technique starts to fail or you start getting tired, like that's just important. (laughs) Especially you don't want anybody, yeah, you don't want anybody busting their ass or busting a shoulder, especially like. Because at the end of the day, like your training should it shouldn't break you down for your sport. It should only build you up. Yep. You know, so, and that's something that I always try to tell with, with my fighters. It's really something I tell with all athletes, but definitely like with my fighters, I'm like anything that we're doing in the gym, if it's not helping you in the ring, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck if you're getting better in the gym. If it's not translated, we're doing something wrong. Yeah. Period. So I, I, I don't want to do anything that's necessarily just going to feed these guys' egos. Like, could I get yeah. Jordan to squat 400, 450? Probably. But, like, what is it going to do for him at this point? You know, like, I don't want anything that's going to slow him down. And he's a fighter. He doesn't need to really be doing anything that's going to have him grinding anything out. That's lifter that's, shit. Mm-hmm. He's not a lifter. He's an athlete. So yeah. he needs to move fast. He needs to move efficiently. And anything that we might be doing in our strength phase, because like right now he doesn't have a fight coming up for a little while. So I can explore the next six weeks, you know, just doing more strength building type stuff where we don't have to necessarily work so much um, energy system. It's like, let's use this base to get a little bit stronger. And then as we start getting closer, we can start playing with the energy systems a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but that also looks very different for him. I still don't have him grinding things out crazy. We're not trying to do any like crazy all out one rep maxes and stuff. It's just like that that shit's not important. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's it's always fun like working with fighters cuz like you have the mentality like everything needs you need a dog like be a dog and everything. You need to like kill yourself when you're conditioning, you need to kill yourself when you're running, you need to kill yourself when you're training. When realistically like the most important thing is your boxing. The most important thing is your fighting. And the most important thing is your jujitsu. So why am I killing you in the in the weight room, and then nothing transfers over, and then you're too tired to even do the thing that you're exactly. fucking paid for <laughs> that you're you're trying to do? So mm. all the stuff that that we should be teaching you and Terrence is teaching you is moving you in a better direction. That when you whatever you use now, hopefully transfers. It's never going to transfer immediately. I'm not saying that it does. Sure. Hopefully it transfers sooner than most people think. Like maybe what you do, what you do today in two weeks, you're going to be like, oh, I understand. And I'm starting to understand why we're doing certain movements. This is why we're doing it. Now I'm going to put more, more attention into it or whatever like that. So whatever you do in the weight room, if it's fucking, if you're dying 
in the weight room and your job is to do jujitsu or your job is to butt fucking box, then you're training wrong. Mm. Training for the weightlifting rather than the fighting. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. If your goal is to box or your goal is to do jujitsu, that should be the fucking thing. If you're too sore to do either or, you're wrong. And that that becomes a conversation of really what training perform for, for performance looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't want to be a gym warrior. And I know this might even come mm-hmm. off sounding like, oh, well, he's not training his guys hard. No, we fucking get to it. Oh, we still get after we, we it. Train. Yeah. We train yeah. at the level <laughs> that is sustainable for them to train. But mm-hmm. also, like, you know how we view we view fitness as capabilities. So, yeah. like, I, I had Jordan. Jordan pulled off a 108-pound pull-up. That's strong yeah. as shit, That's fucking strong, yeah. But it wasn't, like, the 108-pound, like, gassed him for the whole day. Like, he's capable of doing a 108-pound pull-up. Yeah. Comfortably. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking win to me. Yeah. You know, he's able to do a 124-pound kettlebell swing for – over 10 reps, 15 reps, shit like that. Um, so I just like look at like what Jordan's body is capable of. And I'm like, shit, like we're flipping 250 pound sandbags, dude. Like, love it. Yeah. And, and he's feeling recharged. He's feeling explosive. When they don't have a fight coming up too anytime soon, sometimes they explore going a little further with the workout. Sure. You know, like maybe beat them up a little bit, but that's because I know there's nothing big coming up right away. But mm-hmm. when something's bigger coming up, all that work that we were doing, let's say in the off season when there were no fights coming up, that's where we kind of utilize that base and we can kind of use this for our performance now. So now we we stay sharp, we stay mobile, we stay explosive. We still do strength work because strength is always the foundation, but we're not favoring it so heavy to the point where it's like um, decreasing his boxing ability. And I never want that to happen. Even in off season, like I still don't want that to happen. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, we might push him a little bit further, but we still don't want that to happen because boxing is the thing that we're trying to perform for. So exactly. in the gym sense, if like, yo man, T kill my legs. I can't walk for three days. It's fucking bad, dude. You got a box. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What is that doing for you? We got a pocket. We got a box. I don't want your shoulders to be so dead that you can't even lift your arms up when you when you punch. And it's just like yeah. now we're training for something completely different, and mm-hmm. we're just kind of like as as a coach, you could be just kind of stroking your own ego, thinking that you're killing people. But we got to stop as coaches looking at like killing someone is a good thing. Making someone hey. better is what the goal is. Mm-hmm. Anybody can kill somebody. Yeah. Like if you if you pick the right exercises, you can literally just demolish somebody and leave them like never wanting to come back to the gym. But it's just that's like easy. that's so yeah, easy. it's really easy, bro. I yeah. did that before with with someone who came in and thought shit was sweet, but I never wanted them to come back. So I just ruined them and sent them about the day. <laughs> I think I talked about this on his assessment sheet. He right. He's like, fuck this guy. <laughs> that was pretty much what it was. I actually stayed later just to just to demolish him so he can leave. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the ego that this dude walked in with, I was, like, and I wish it was at the stage that I know, like the shit now in my career, mm-hmm. I would have humbled him like so much more quieter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like I don't I don't care about those things. Like my goal is like I'm always trying to look at, and I know Evan is the same way because we have conversations like this a lot. It's like we're trying to find ways that is going to improve the performance of our fighters. So yeah. if his shoulders feel more mobile when when he's fighting. He doesn't feel as tight, and he feels like he can rotate better. 
that's mm. a fucking win. If he feels more explosive when he's in the ring, that's more of a that's that's a fucking win. If he feels like um he has more conditioning and he's not getting his tired between the rounds, mm-hmm. that's a win. So yeah. we're using these as progress markers for ourselves. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And that last fight that I had, that was the best I've felt, like, conditioning-wise, strength-wise, and, like, out of all my fights. I mean, as should because we're, we're moving forward, but, like, still, like, I definitely felt that difference. Like, and, and, like, me and Jordan probably has been working together, what, like, three months before that fight? Maybe a little bit longer? But yeah. it's somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere around that. And, and we, train, we train once a week. He does stuff on his own. You know, like, we, we give him things to, to do on his own and shit like that. But it's off of a one-week, one one strength and conditioning workout a week. Yeah. That's it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, when you, do, when you do the right shit and you do the quality shit, you don't need a bunch. I, I tell my combat guys all the time, I'm like, three strength workouts a week for you is probably at the highest that you need. Three. Yeah. And that's really depending, honestly. I kind of push most of them for like twice. Mm. Twice is damn near fine. They're already doing a lot of movement. Like we don't need them super beat up. A full body split is going to be perfectly fine, covering everything that they need, sticking to their guns, like and and doing the shit that we know that matters. So they're still squatting and carrying and pressing and stuff like that. It just might look a little different because – all right, maybe I I know I want Jordan's legs more explosive, so we do some foundational strength work, but I'm making sure he's doing movements from his legs fast and controlled, not fast and loose. That's yeah. the difference. 100%. Some people can do things very explosively, but like they don't have stability in that. So to me, I, that's that's what we call energy leaks. So you can't mm. control that energy. But energy that's stable and explosive, you still have your stability under you, that's strong stable strength that's going to carry over more than someone just doing something so loose not being able to control their body you can expose that person really easy the person who's strong and 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 sturdy and stable you're gonna have to deal with that person oh yeah you gotta fucking deal with that person that person is rooted that person knows how to connect to the ground like that person knows how to use his cord it's like trying to move a a, a fucking boulder yep crazy bro. those people are scary bro yeah that understand understand and have like strength foundationally they're scary super scary um yeah, let's we talk let's talk let, yeah let's talk let's talk nutrition i don't think we, okay. we talked to jordan about nutrition so what mm-hmm. does nutrition look like for you on the day-to-day uh it's pretty simple like i, I like i'll have like spaghetti uh like with some type of meat probably beef um chicken baked chicken usually with like some type of vegetables mixed vegetables broccoli rice or potato um for breakfast i just started eating breakfast more often uh yeah yeah i was like i was like he started he started at dinner i was like like, he hasn't eaten anything yet Yeah. yeah breakfast yeah i just started like Eating like I have like two eggs, two or three eggs. Okay. I'll probably make like a put some cheese in it, make it a sandwich type junk. Like that's how I like to eat it. And then uh either that or like like oatmeal or something, like a little bit. I don't eat too much in the morning, just because I also I'm training right after that. So just a little something to just give me some energy to get through it. 
But yeah, that's yeah. My my food is like pretty simple. I have like fish. Like yeah, that's it's pretty basic. How's your hydration? Hydration. I'll have like a gallon, gallon and a half a day of water. Um, every now and then, like all right, when I'm not like getting ready for my fight, I'll have like a soda. <laughs> I have a soda. But like once it's like lock in time, I'm gonna cut all that out. Like yeah. it's just water. Probably like a like a body a diet body armor, like lights. Um and I'll just sip that. But it's mostly just water. Yeah. How much do you usually have to cut for, for fights or you're pretty like at weight most of the time? Um, so I usually get down about like like to twelve pounds. I'll go down like twelve pounds. Nothing too crazy. Like it's yeah, I get down pretty easily. I, I plus I take my time going down, so it's not rushed. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Smart. very smart. Yeah, um, so I'll like every week I'll probably be down by like a pound or like a half a pound, like just slowly getting down. Okay. And yeah. How far? How far away from weight do you try to be? Like a week out. A week out, I want to be like two to three pounds over, like something that can just fall right off, like. Cause there's no like I don't want to five pounds like yeah like two to three pounds. So if I fight at sixty five, I want to be either one sixty eight, one sixty seven, one of those two numbers. Just waking up or going into training. Mm, yeah. I think that's a that, healthy way, man. I that's see a he- that's a healthy way. Yeah. Do you see that a lot with the guys in jujitsu do those crazy cuts? Stupid motherfuckers! I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a it's bo- I think boxing's a little bit more strategic. I don't know why. But, like, because, like, it's a wrestling thing. And, like, a lot of wrestlers transfer to, to boxing. Like, they were, like, I in high school, I dropped, like, 10 pounds in, like, two days. And, like, they'll yeah. be, like, it'll put them in, in a bad position. And they suck when they fight. Mm. Um, so, I try to tell them, it's, like, you want to do it slow so then you can train at that weight, get used to the condition yeah. that you need to get used to. And then also don't, like, two to three pounds is a healthy amount of weight. Like, it's not great. Especially like if it's super close and you're super lean, two to three pounds. But like if you're fighting, that should be fine. Five is like the max. Yeah. Like five, I still like people still feel bad and mm. like five's too much. But yeah, I see that. I see people drop weight too quickly. I'm like, dude, either stay at that weight or don't go any higher than 10 pounds. If not, then give yourself like two months before you decide to like do shit. Yeah. That shit gets scary, man. Like I see some yeah. of these guys trying to like, Literally like an hour before weigh in, and they're yeah. trying to run off five. Give me one second. What? Yeah. Give me one second, my guy. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah. But yeah, try trying to run. Trying to run off. Insane, bro. Yeah. Um. Nah, it's crazy. It, it's it, it's crazy. I've seen I've seen it multiple times. I I I've done it once. I did it for my for my uh uh Muay Thai fight back in Jersey, um, I had to lose 10 in a week. And I was, like, burning that shit off, eating. I had no carbs that whole week, um, drinking distilled water just to get all the water out and shit like that, and then, like, eating. I got I probably had, like, less than a 1,000 calories a day. Um, training, too, like, in a week. So, I actually, like, I went to my fight. What sucked is that, like, it was such bad communication. So, I went to my fight, and the reason I had to lose 10 pounds was because – my my professor was like, hey, like, look, like, you have to lose 10 pounds in a week. But I don't know what happened because the guy probably weighed 
like more than not like more than I did. Like he caught up to the weight that I was at instead of dropping the weight or staying consistent. Cause like he was bigger than I was, he was taller than I was, and I heard he was smaller than I was. He was young, he was skinnier than I was. So the fight got all fucked up. Like I lost that fight, but like I also had to go to the hospital because I was so dehydrated. Cause mm. losing like mm. 10, 12 pounds in the fucking week. So I never did that shit again. So yeah, that's yeah. A- it's trash. Did you used to cut like that? Um, like the last minute cuts like that for wrestling, Jordan, or you always did this kind of smart? Yeah, when I was in wrestling, bro, I was horrible with cutting weight, man. <laughs> I, I think that's why I learned how to do it now, because I, I would try and like cut it close, and then when I had to go and wrestle, like I didn't have the energy mm-hmm. to like perform. I would feel so weak or like just dehydrated. Like I've had some where I was dehydrated. I wouldn't like I just didn't have it in me to to perform. I make weight but couldn't compete at yeah. my best. Like and my my coach noticed it so he started helping me out but like yeah, like that was just on my part not having the discipline and like in what I was eating and how much I was eating. Mhm. That was so normal yeah. back then though. So normal. Well, yeah. I don't want to say back then because like it still happens today. But yeah. it, it's almost normalized for people to feel like that's what that's supposed to look like. Yeah. They didn't, because, you know, sometimes I feel like they don't really teach it, like, how to do it. So, like, if you're, like, I, I mean, at least from my experience, like, we didn't have, like, a, a rundown on how to cut weight properly. We were just like, oh, can you make this weight? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go for that weight and do it however you can. You know why they never gave you a rundown? Hmm. They never fucking knew. <laughs> that's that's they never knew. That's exactly that's, why. That's so definitely. They always they 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 knew of these extreme. They just knew how to get the weight back down, but they didn't know how to do it in a way that was like efficient for the body. Yeah, mm, it's that, the same yeah. thing that I learned about like when even when I was in football and in the weight room when we was younger and stuff like that. And I used to be like, I I know I didn't have all the information at the time in the weight room, but like I was just looking around like. Some of this shit can't be right. Like I just feel like some of this shit is wrong. I just yeah. don't have an answer to to fix it. And as I got older and I started learning more about like training and fitness and stuff, I literally was like, my coaches literally just didn't know better. Yeah. And no. it's sad because these are the people that are like ahead of you, like running yeah. what's called our strength program. Mm. Like these are the brains that's behind it. But it's like they literally didn't know any better. And they didn't try to find the answers to know any better. <laughs> but now yeah. it's just like, all right, fuck it. We're at a free-for-all now. So, you know, yeah. if you yeah. die, you die. <laughs> die, you die. <laughs> die, you die. That's always, that's always a great model for fucking 80s, 90s fucking high school football. If you die, you die. <laughs> Look up when you do your when your squats and you'll squat up and then motherfuckers oh grow up with neck yeah, pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just fucking hilarious. Um, But, yeah. Um. What else? I think. I think my 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 only question because I think Jordan's got to Jordan's got to go. We got we got other shit to do. But like, I mean, you you got to go into Golden Gloves like within a year of training and stuff like yeah. that. Like, what qualities like do you think that you have that make you different and that can I mean people can kind of like learn that got you to the point of like being so disciplined to do that shit. Like, what made you kind of do that? Um, having having a goal that I wasn't gonna give up on. You know, like just being determined, whether you you mess up 
along the way, you know, you just got to keep going at it, being unbreakable, unshakable, you know. Regardless of what's happening around you or to you, like, just keep going. Like, I I, I wanted, obviously, the goal is to win, but you got to improve little by little in order to have that big win at the end, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I just have that resilient, that relentless uh, mindset. Just I'm going to just go for it, go for it, whatever it takes, you know? Nice. Yeah. What um, give I'll, I'll end off with. Where do you want to take it? Like, what's yeah. your what's your end goal with boxing? What does it look like for you in the future? Um, as of right now, uh, I want to I want to go all the way with it. Like, honestly, this because I'm in it. I'm in deep right now. As for even though like not really, but like as of right now, I want to go as far as I can, like to the top. To the top of the mind, you know, mm-hmm. go get through these amateurs, climb the amateur ranks. I, I get to the top of that, go pro, get to the top of the pros, just keep climbing. That's like, dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's super dope. Like I said, I saw Jordan walk in on, on day one as the, the new guy and just trying to figure out what the whole structure was back there to like. Yeah going into the golden gloves and just seeing just seeing his work ethic like like no bullshit like made me want to step up my training just in myself better yeah. like i haven't seen that energy in somebody in a long time so like someone just coming in focus getting to it it'd be like I, sometimes i used to make jokes i'm like bro you here just as much as i'm here <laughs> like <laughs> like i'll be in, in here in the mornings sub jordan yeah. afternoons sub <laughs> jordan like <laughs> Because I'm doing my shit, training people on the side, drawing over there, and just taking the classes, training people, running the kids' classes, shit like that. Right when he finished with the classes, he got a little downtime. He He's working on technique. Yeah. He's, he's moving his feet um, randomly. He'll just start, like, dancing around and doing footwork and moving his head. Like, just little shit to keep his body wiring. Because that's the stuff that makes you better at the end of the day. We talk about it all the time. It's like consistency and frequency. Yeah. So it's not that you have to continue to do hard shit all the time. You just got to continue to do shit. And then yeah. when it's time to do hard shit, like it's programmed for you to do it, but you're just keeping up with daily activity and daily movement. He's constantly throwing his hands. He's constantly playing with his feet. He's constantly like putting it all together to where like it's nervous system based. Now you, yeah. you want to build in the, the frequency in your body that this stuff just becomes habit. Mm-hmm. that's the point you really want to get to like it's just it's it's so trained that you would have to think about how to do it wrong instead of thinking about how to do it right oh. and the body yes. can get yeah. to that point if you do it long enough how many mm-hmm. of y'all think about how to tie your shoes today just oh, yeah. like you, yeah. you just have your routine of how you do it because you've been doing it since a child so it's the same routine for you and it's just like you probably don't even know exactly how you do it in your head. You probably just know that you have a way. And then now you're probably going to sit here and think about it. Like, how do I actually tie my shoe? Like, no. I just, I just do it automatically at this point. I'm thinking, I'm thinking how to make it more efficient. I'm about to get <laughs> Nikes, Nikes be loosening up too much, bro. You really do. The fuck New ways to tie shoes. <laughs> more efficient ways to tie shoes. Tape those motherfuckers together at this point. I don't care.
Um, nah, but uh, uh, Jordan, thanks, thanks for coming on, bro. Uh, oh, yeah, thank so, you. so last minute, you, you pulled up thank on you. us, gave us a, a, a really good show. Um, so just, just to leave everybody with, with something, man, just when you, when you got a goal, sounds cliche, but you got to stick with it. You got to be consistent. You also want to have a, a vision with it because if you have a vision, mm -hmm. then you have a direction. Facts. And that goes into a, a lot of conversations that we always have is like vision gives you direction, direction gives you purpose. Yep. So when you align all these things together, you know exactly where you're walking. So even when you do have some slip ups and when you do have some mishaps, you know that you're still on the right path of what you're trying to do. They're not setbacks, they're just obstacles. Yep. They're just yep. detours. But mm -hmm. the direction is still the direction at the end of the day. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's a good way to end it. Yeah. All right, Jordan, I'll see you. Well, I'm away for a week, so I'll see you next Wednesday. <laughs> next Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, all right, we're... Yeah, I'm taking a little vacation myself, man. Hey, well deserved. Uh, <laughs> for sure. My boy, my boy <laughs> Evan, I'll see you next week. Appreciate yes, you guys. Yeah. Nice you meeting you, bro. Episode. Appreciate you. Me too. Thank you. Yes, sir. Right,